are you kidding? <laughs> totally structured, necessary, if you want to get stuff on cruise control. So we got it off our mind, we have parked it, we have a system that we committed to that we can trust where we park stuff and we have a system how to decide who's doing what when and um, and we have and we have i guess a system where you also check if if things are building on each other and um, well sure you need to calibrate recalibrate in how, how often do you need to recalibrate how are we doing Right. You know, I instituted holacracy, you know, 10 years ago. So self-management organization. So, you know, we have teams, we don't have job descriptions. We have accountabilities. Everybody's responsible for this stuff. So, yeah, you have domains and you have roles and you have accountabilities, which is quite a structured process it's an operating. System. Very structured. Are you kidding? <laughs> totally structured. Necessary. If you want to get stuff on cruise control when you're engaged with each other. See, individually, you can probably get your act together pretty well if you're a good GDDer, but as soon as you commit to me as a partner in a company, now we've exponentially increased the complexity of clarity and agreements. Well, geez, I mean, is that yours? Is that mine? And if it's mine, what are you expecting me to have accomplished by the end of what time? You know, so you get really complex as soon as you get into organizational structures, but you still have the same principles. Well, okay, what's got our attention? What's off? And off is not bad, it just means off. Hey, here's an opportunity we haven't taken advantage of yet. Or here's a challenge we haven't fixed yet. You know, so where's the attention in the organization? Where's the attention in your, in your tools and your systems? And then you can apply the GTD process to all of that. Now, if people individually don't incorporate the GTD best practices, now you're going to have to have too many emails and too many meetings because you got people you don't trust. They're going to handle whatever the stuff is they walked out of that meeting with that they said they were going to do. And how do you cope with that? Because many, many times people... You give them my book. Meetings. You fire them if they don't do it. You model what this behavior is? I don't know. All those are appropriate answers. Because that's what teams really, really uh, are all about, trust and commitment. And, and many times it's a lot of talking and committing, but then there is not so much delivering on. Yeah, but did you end the meeting by saying, who's got the next action on this? Is that yours? When can we expect that by? And who's tracking that? So how well are you doing that? If you're not doing that, don't expect them to. And how, how, how does it, what, what's the balance? So this, the individual can do GTD practice until they get quite good in having clarity on commitments, clarity on follow-up. Uh, is there such a system for teams where you say, okay, that's what we can train as a team to get more clarity, more trust. Sure. Make sure everybody in the team gets GTD. So then, hold, then hold each other to accountable to that. Mm -hmm. 
what else can you do? I mean, that's pretty much it. A lot of people want to have meetings to solve one person's problem on the team. Right? And they think the team meeting is going to fix that thing that one individual let fall through the cracks. Forget it. Right? So you need to hold each individual accountable to their agreements, how they're managing themselves relative to their agreements with the team and what they need to do. If you don't do that, you're going to have to have too many shitty meetings and too many shitty emails to try to clean it up. <laughs> You know, in our, in our daily and weekly meetings, we always, we have, we have spreadsheets and we have always green, yellow, red, green, yellow, red, green, yellow, red. If it's completely done, it's green. And if it's not completely done because 3% missing, it's yellow. And sometimes when people look at it and say, oh, that's a rigid system. And we say, no, we just want to, we just want to have clarity about the loops. Yeah. Good for you. Good work. <laughs> So at the end, it's still the individual, the good old work of well, the- Well, come on, it, the work is done by individuals, not done by a team. The team's work is done by individuals on the team that do the work. So in a way, you, in, in you kind of have to start with the individual's capability. If you don't have indi individual capability, you've got a dysfunctional team, period. Hmm. How do you handle that if you see that, okay, mm, my team is not um, into ownership, into self-organization, into following up on commitments? Well, depends on the team. Very different given the, whatever the situation is. Basically, you know, my old world, you just fire people who don't do it. Get rid of them. You know, in Austria, you probably can't do that. You don't have the freedom. You got a lot of social constructions and constraints that don't allow you to fire people. And what, what, what would be the steps in between? So, well, you can educate people say, Hey, you know, uh, how can we manage, how can we help you manage yourself so that you feel comfortable on the team and that you're sort of in feeling in control and you can handle the personal life that you have to handle in addition to all of this. So, you know, give them all my book or give them GTD training, you know, which is available in Austria from our next action partners. And so that's a way to do it. That's what we've tried to do. It's called, how do we get this to the world? And it's as individual as whatever the team is. And frankly, whoever's driving this as an internal champion, whether that be you or somebody else there. So, hold the flame to, you know, because a one or a two day training is not going to necessarily change the world, but at least give people the information about here's what you need to do. And here's what our expectations are going to be in terms of your behaviors. And then, you know, somebody shows up and says, Hey, give me your project list. And they can't produce it. Say you're fired. Or, <laughs> okay. Uh, how about I walk back with you to your desk and we sit down and figure out what your 60 projects are, or 35 projects are that you've got that I've given to you and you haven't you know, got a handle on yet. Well, depends on how elegant you want to be about this, how nice you want to be, or how hard nosed you want to be. A lot of that depends on how fast you need to make a very quick decision to upgrade your game. And how much time you have to invest in people and their training.
but it's not, you're not born, your folks are not born doing this. This is not, not a born, you're, it's not an inherent, pro you actually have to train a cognitive muscle. What is this? What's got my attention about it? What's my outcome I'm committed to? What's the next action I need to take? How do I organize the results with this? Simple ideas, those are not behaviors that you have to train yourself to do the behaviors themselves. Everybody knows how to write stuff down. Everybody knows how to make those decisions. It's just that most people have not integrated those best practice behaviors into a systematic process for themselves. And that's basically what I figured out over all these years. What's your experience? How long does it take from somebody starts with GDD and somebody gets confident and, um, and, and well-practiced? <laughs> Anywhere from two days to two years. It kind of depends on how close they were to begin with. If you want to talk about habitual, if I said, Simon, yeah, I, I agree to do that. I am absolutely grabbing a pen and this right here and writing this down right now. That takes two years for most people to develop that habit so, they're, so they don't go, oh, I'll remember that. It was just so obvious, of course. So uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a habit change just in terms of keeping your head clear for a lot of people. But it depends. Depends on how far you are along with this already, uh, you know, and how close you are to it. But I would say, generally speaking, by the way, you'll get value immediately. If anybody listening or watching this right now just takes, as soon as you stop watching this, get a pen and paper and write down the 10 things that most have your attention right now, and then take another two minutes and decide what's the next action you need to take on any one of those things. You're going to feel a whole lot more control, a whole lot more focus a whole lot more creative space in your head once you've done that. So these are not hard things to do, but the fact that people learn how to do these and then make those kind of automatic stuff to do, because it takes as long as it takes. Beautiful. The highest calling right now is to be of service. So the best sales is to not sell at all, but instead to serve the people you care about. Selling is telling. So who do you serve? And how do you serve them? The quality of this experience makes the difference. If you want our experts to go over your current sales funnel and really dive into the experience and the needs of your clients at each conversion point and make it a wow experience, then you are in luck because we have an exercise for you. Our 15-minute sales audit and one-on-one -on -one coaching with a world-class sprint coach Fill out a couple of questions about your sales funnel and you will have clarity. In your personalized coaching session, you will get clarity on your number one bottleneck, three ideas on how to accelerate your growth, and a tangible sales map on how to double your conversions. Go to strategysprints.com sales and do our 15-minute free sales audit today.